Welcome to Mavs Party. This is Kirk Henderson, editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. You are joining us after the Dallas Mavericks uh, just completed a rather epic comeback win at home over the Sacramento Kings. I want to hear all of your takes on it. Remember, as I invite you up on stage, be sure to hit the unmute button. Also, be looking for the green ring around your name. Uh, that indicates how loud your audio is coming through. Second thing, and I learned this yesterday on a Mark Stein uh, green room, whenever I embarrassed myself because my boss called me in the middle of a, uh, while I was up on stage, and then it just basically wouldn't take my audio anymore. So if you exit and go to any other app that has audio while listening to this, it's probably not going to let you talk unless you um unsend your your request to come up on stage and then send it again all right coming up first is my buddy dalton here um we're gonna refer to him as greater dalton because dalton trig slander is encouraged uh dalton you said you only watched 10 percent of the game so i invited you up here first of course hit that unmute button and tell us what's going on yes i only watched 10 percent of the game <laughs> which 10 percent uh, the last 10%, a.k.a. the final seven minutes-ish. Uh, okay, no, that's the best the... part of the game to watch because you missed a bunch of garbage, and the, the garbage was very – Yes, I started watching around when the Mavericks challenged the obvious push-off against De'Aaron Fox on Dwight Powell. That was a weird – like the refing tonight was so bad across the board, so bad. Do you know, like, the NBA uh, stat sheets that shows 12 team rebounds for the Kings? Like, to have that many uncredited rebounds for individuals, to me, says that they just don't, like, there was just a bunch of sloppy no calls. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. So what, what uh, else you well, got? Talk, yeah, your, talk yeah. your shit, Dalton. Come on. <laughs> talk. Uh, well, I don't really have much to take away except for – Spencer Dimwitty is hooping right now. Yeah, the the Xavier Santos agenda is in full effect, and I, I I hope he comes up here and rants and raids at some point. But it's really like like Spencer was basically doing his best Luka Doncic impersonation tonight, and it worked out well. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, I do have one thing I want to say. Jalen Brunson's pass to Dorian Finney-Smith for that corner three-pointer, chef's kiss. Mm, looked like a practice play. Like they were just like kind of goofing. It was so easy. It was so easy. It was just, yeah, great stuff. Really great at Dinwiddie uh, as well. You know, he's cool. He was cool being the um, being the decoy, which, you know, that that's that's team, you know, that, that that's being a team. Very, very delighted to uh, to see that happen. And one more thing. Josh Green getting his first career double-double. Shout out to you. And I can't wait for these Lakers spaces after they lose to the Warriors tonight. Mm, Peace out. Great call. Thank you. Yes, good call. Everybody enjoy enjoy those spaces. Dalton, thanks so much. Appreciate you coming up. Um, Coming up next, then, let's try Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, how's it going? Doing good. How about you? I am all right. I, the uh, games that start before seven thirty are just I, I I refer to them as Luby's cafeteria start times. I'm yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I gotta admit, earlier when we were in uh, Jose and Rolo's pregame space, I said my X factor for this game was Dinwiddie, 
And I thought with Luca being out, we were going to need a, a really big game from him. I didn't think we were going to get this game from him. Like, boy, did he show up today big time. Like, that first half, I thought this game looked like it could have been over in the first quarter. I know that ex- may sound like exaggerating to some, but it's No, like they didn't it, have it. They did not have it. They looked like a team that was confused as to why they were playing basketball. Right, and it's like I just – coming into this game, I was riding so high on this team. Like I've been a big proponent that we're going to get to 50 wins. I've been saying it for weeks now, and I really believe it. But the way they started playing this game, and I realized Luca wasn't there, but I was really discouraged. And to see them fight back – beautiful man and I, I whenever the game was on the line at the end I looked over at my girlfriend on that last shot and I said get it to Dorian I just I just had a feeling like he was going to bury it and boy did he come through like what a game so so I want to I want to talk about that for a second that's a great it's a great thought and Dorian, you know, he's an interesting player. Some games, it's like, why is he out there? And then games like he has been since post-All-Star break, it's like, is he our third best player by a, by a reasonable margin? He is, when, when he's confident, it's amazing. And there are games where I always want him to shoot more. And he just doesn't take as many shots as you think he would for a person who plays that many minutes. Um, and, you know, entering the fourth quarter tonight, he hit a, he hit a three, about the 10-minute mark. Then he missed five straight shots. Dorian sometimes has games where he doesn't take five shots. So for him to miss five in a single quarter is kind of amazing. And then he connected on that huge three to pull them within one. It was at the 114 mark. And I was just really excited for him because, you know, confidence is such a big part of his game. And that he got that attempt and buried it was great. And then the fact that they went to him for the game winner, which was clearly drew, like it was drew up, because either Brunson was going to get a good layup or they were going to kick it to Dorian, and it was just great. I loved to see him hit it. I loved how excited he was after the game. I was, I am mildly concerned that uh, that Jalen Brunson may have blinded him for life with the water bottle squirt to the face. Like that looked like something where you do that to somebody who has contacts and then they just can't see for 15 minutes. But it was really, yeah, and I just think it's crazy how. Every time Dorian has something going on in his life good, it seems that he plays well. I mean, for it to be his daughter's birthday, and I said this on Twitter, but for him to bury the game winner like that, that's just next-level parenting, man. I mean, we need to set up some sort of calendar of big life events for Dorian where he basically has great things happening in his personal life April, May, and June. Yeah, and I'll I'll let everybody else have their turn. I just wanted to say one last thing, and that's uh, huge games from Dinwiddie. I thought Brunson had a good game, DFS, and as uh, Dalton said, uh, Josh Green, congrats on the first double-double of your career. I'm sure we'll see plenty more of them from him in the future. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate you coming up. Thank you. Yeah, the Josh Green stuff, uh, We I talked about it in the post-game podcast with – Matthew there in the chat, but it, six offensive rebounds is wild. He's such a bizarre, entertaining player. I, I I'm, I'm delighted to that that things worked out for him in this game. Patrick, saw ya. What's what's going on? Tell us what you got. I think it may have uh, insta muted you, so hit that hit that um, mute button again. Yeah, I got stuck in the chat. Of course, that's okay. 
What do you uh, got for us tonight? We're going to start with my profile pick, Boban, player of the mm. game. Did, did he, I wonder, nobody was able to answer my question. Does he get credit for playing even though no time went off the clock? I'm not sure on that. Well, but wouldn't he be like a minus one, I guess? <laughs> Let me just look here. Okay. It, technically, like, he doesn't have any box score contributions. That that That's going to be some. – I'm going to have to, like, get deep into basketball nerddom for this to figure this out. But uh, you're right. This is very funny. He doesn't – he's not listed as a negative one, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was just kind of a, a good moment. I guess it kind of forced Fox to actually make the free throw. Right. Just, you know, missing it, like – and getting the rebound like they were doing pretty much all night. Um, yeah, this was a huge, huge win. I mean, we have Utah on Monday, and they play Oklahoma City tomorrow, and then, you know, get us on a back-to-back. So there's a chance, you know, we could be pretty even with them. Or if they mm-hmm. lose, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, we've played – so as of right now, we've played two more games than they have. But we are just so that translates to being one game back in the standings. So by the time we play, they'll still need to play one more game after that to, to even out total numbers of games. But a win against Utah would be huge. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm really amazed that we actually came back. It seems that this team has almost won, literally in every different way. And the fact that we didn't have to lose to the Kings three times is a huge relief. Mm. Mm. Yeah, not losing to the Kings is uh, is a plus. I, just such a classic trap game, and they pulled through. It's great. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all I had. Like I said, I mean, big game. I watched the whole game and just glad to see them, you know, scrap and push through all the adversity with the refing and. You know, all that. So. Well, you mentioned in the chat, you know, that the coaching staff deserves credit, and I agree, because there were multiple things working against them. I mean, you had Dinwiddie and Powell with four fouls each, and they were still down by, I think, like 15 at that point. So you had to get real small, get real weird. You steal four minutes here or there with Frank playing, who, Frank, buddy, if you're going to play the game and you get an open look at the rim, please finish. Um, they realized Trey Burke is not it relatively quickly. They had, you know, he, he had like, like a shot and four minutes of nothing. And then he never was seen the floor again and just figuring out what, what's working within the game flow and not sticking to a game script, I think is really important. And I was really glad to see, see the, that aspect of this one. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I think the coaching staff has just been like, I mean, like you said, you know, you, you can tell with Trey Burke within two minutes, whether he's got it or not. And the fact that kid was willing to pull him and, keep moving around chess pieces like i don't know <laughs> i mean it's it's impressive to say the least yeah it's great well thank you for joining patrick hope you come back have a good one yep okay now i gotta give uh see the floor here to to my colleague uh xavier who has been reluctant to come on i don't know why he 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 is was this the the chief the editor-in-chief of spencer dinwiddie uh, is great.com. Um, and, and now we need to hear from him. So what's going on, buddy? The prodigal son returns. Um, <laughs> for some reason, green room hates me. I'm on my nephew's phone. Cause on my phone, green room is the only app where you can't hear my audio. That's why I haven't been up in previous weeks, but, um, but yeah, look, I'm a lot of things, Kirk, right? One of them is self-aware. So I know I'm the brash shit talking, know it all in your face, aggressive New Yorker. And I understand I'm not for everybody, right? I'm an acquired taste. But, um, 
But for now, I'm going to embrace who I am, Kirk. And I just want to say I told you guys so. And what I've really hated was like, but, but, but Xavier, but basketball reference says this. And I'm like, guys, I know what the stat sheet says, but you got to watch the game. And if you look at the stats you and if you've never seen them when he play, you're going to be like, this is the worst basketball player on the planet. But you got to consider the circumstances that he was playing under, the teammates that he was playing with in the system. Like there was no spacing in Washington, right? None at all. And then especially because his teammates hated him with Shocker. He didn't get on with Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and Bradley Beal, who are the face of fucking team chemistry, right? I mean, come on. So I took those reports with a grain of salt. But I'm like, it's different when you're playing there and when you're playing in Dallas five out and you could just attack downhill and get to the hole. And, you know, he was coming back from ACL. So you had to think that he would get better. And I think next year's version of Dinwiddie is going to be even better than this year's. But um, am I a little bit surprised that he's playing this well this quickly? Yeah, I am. I thought we would see this version next year that we're seeing it so soon is a pleasant surprise. But well, I told you guys so, and believe in me, you know what I'm saying? So many people called me an idiot, said I didn't know what I was talking about, said I was blind. Um, and so vindication feels great, Kirk. Thank you for asking. Good, good. Well, I, 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 one of the things I've seen in our comments when talking to people where it's like, well, he's not going to continue to hit threes at this rate. The answer to that is probably, but yeah, probably who not. cares? He doesn't need the to. hot shooting stretches as they come. He, he doesn't need to. The things that I highlighted before he got here were he can go one-on-one and get his shot off, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't have a lot of players that can do that. Brunson gets swallowed up sometimes. And so it's refreshing to see that in a late clock situation, somebody can actually create for themselves and for others. Um, and I thought that's what then what he can do. Now, do I want him taking, you know, Hail Mary threes or sidestep threes? No, not that often. But at times – the situation calls for it. If you're the only guy on there that can dribble and create your own shot and there's six seconds left, sometimes you got to attempt a sidestep three-pointer. It's not going to look good in the stat sheet, but that's sometimes that's just what the offense calls for. And he was in a ton of those situations in Brooklyn and especially in um, in Washington because, I, I mean, if you watch the games, Bradley Beal just flat out refused to pass to him sometimes, probably because he hated him. But, I mean, so then what he was like, effort. when I get it, it's, it's going up. You know what I'm saying? But, but I'm happy. I'm happy for this team. Um, I think Bertans is going to give us 10 to 15 minutes in some key games. So overall, I, I, like I said, I wish we would have signed Dinwiddie in the offseason and still had KP. But considering that we got off KP, I think this deal worked out a lot better than most people anticipated. So now, uh, more than likely, if we can trade him, you know, if we can, we, we're either going to have to trade Dinwiddie Tim Hardaway Jr. or sign and trade Brunson along with our draft pick on draft night. And that's going to be the vehicle for us to get better for next season. So I'm glad that he can be a, another potential asset in case someone really doesn't want to take on the rest of Tim Hardaway's deal. Well, and what he's allowing within this offensive structure, because they're playing like a five out offense. There's, there's not going to be, their post-ups have gone down dramatically since, uh, and that includes Lucas, which is interesting. But what it allows is, is it allows for people to kind of take more proper roles within the offense because he's a different kind of number two, number three option, depending on what you're, you're seeing night in and out. And the Mavericks can survive Brunson not playing lights out. They can survive Reggie Bullock going one of six from three. That's what this sort of stuff allows is guys slotted down into the right roles. And, you know, the, Granted, beating the Kings is beating the Kings. We probably shouldn't be, you know, we should probably also consider the fact that the, you know, the defense just needs to play better in the first half. But 
you know, they're, they're working through some stuff, and it's just it's nice to see. It's good to I get mean, these wins when you can. Look, we were playing Dorian Finney-Smith at center because once Powell was in foul trouble, we literally didn't have another big to play. So the fact that we were able to muck the game up, that was key. And then the last thing that Dinwiddie helps with is defensively, right? You've seen mm-hmm. that in certain matchups, his size allows him to guard certain players that Brunson would be an automatic mismatch. So his size definitely helps. And his ability to get to the free throw line, it allows us to get into our set defense more, which is only going to help our defensive metrics. But that's all. I didn't want to take the whole time. Thank you, Kurt. It's been a long yep. time. Be good. Talk soon. All right. Let's go with Mohit. You've been hanging out. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? I can. And I, I think I need to restate. Maybe since the update, they're no longer instantly muting people um, because I'm noticing that one that's coming up on stage. So welcome. What do you got for us tonight? Uh, yeah, um, really happy. I think, I think it was a really great win. Uh, another 20-point comeback, pretty much. You know, um, I can't remember the last couple of seasons, really, how many we had. You know, we can probably count on one hand. But to have the two of those in like three games or so is uh, kind of crazy. And uh, on top of that, like coming out of All-Star break, um, our schedule looked kind of tough. So the fact that we're like four and one is uh, pretty impressive. Absolutely. I was anticipating about 500 ball just due to the strength of schedule. And you look at that sort of thing. So this early return is better than I had expected and allows sort of some margin for error, depending on what your personal expectations are. I had simply hoped that they stayed in the fifth seed, but I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. You know, they could, there's still an opportunity for them to move up to four. And if they fall down to six, I'm not necessarily worried because I just feel confident in how they're playing. Yeah. Um, uh, second thing is, um, of course, got to mention Dinwiddie played amazing. I'm sure Wizards fans are, you know, going crazy that he already got his season high in like the couple weeks that he's been here. Um, but I think the the main thing um, that I'm most impressed about is his free throws. He went uh, 12 for 13, I think, um, which is like really good. First off, that he can get to the line. Uh, we put him in like foul trouble early um, in a couple of the quarters. And uh, also, I think just like being good at free throws is like really important for like just clutch and like even sure. playoffs and stuff. Sure. No, the the free throw drawing, we've seen, you know, the extreme example of this in Philly with both Embiid and Harden just drawing a bajillion fouls. It, it it's a it's a important aspect of of you know winning games if you're because these Mavericks are still kind of a jump shooting team. Um the rim pressure guys are Luca and Dinwiddie and to a lesser degree Brunson. And so it's like just getting the line is 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 important in the margins. Now, I would love it if the Mavericks hit them. Uh, they missed a lot of those tonight. But that's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing, um, just got to say, it is so damn satisfying that we did basically the same thing that they did to us back in December. You know, basically stealing a game with a three at the end of the game after the other team was up basically the whole game. So uh, kind of nice to get revenge. Um and yeah, just a great win. Gonna be happy just to consume some maps content tonight. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us, and I hope you come back. All right, let's go with uh, Mike. Hi, Mike. What do you got? Okay. Thanks for thanks for having me up. Um, what a crazy game! Uh, look, it's just great to see um, Spencer come in and be massive. It's love his um, you know length and slashing capability and where you see JB struggling 
against those longer defenders. He just seems to be able to have that extra step quicker and longer and slightly longer arms to get to the bucket. And um, look, Mahit made a pretty important note about him making his free throws, which was great because he's an 80% free throw shooter, but he's really struggled with us in the first few games he's had and he's missed most of them. And now with 12 out of 13, he's up to 53% um, with the Mavs. So that's a, that's a big, big plus <laughs> and trending in the right direction. That's right. I like it. Yeah. And uh, look, at the start, I was very worried uh, with the with the lineup uh, having no Luca or Maxi. Rebounding was always going to be a massive issue, and I, I just I don't understand Jay Kidd's persistence on on not playing Boban at all. Um, I can tell you why. And... <laughs> you want to know why? It, please, no please yeah, please enlighten me. It's killing me. <laughs> they cannot play their switching defense with Boban. They yeah. cannot. They have to go back to the Rick Carlisle drop defense. And if that's the case, yeah. it mucks everything else up. It uh, just, yeah, just exposes them. You yeah, know, I get it. But, I mean, with just Powell out there, I mean, he's he's a terrible rebounding center when you compare him against the rest of the league. You know, we, we were getting smashed. And, and really, Josh Green, uh, my fellow Australian, finally just decided to use his sheer athleticism and chaos to come in and uh, try and help us rebalance out some of the, the rebounding, which was just, fantastic to see because uh we needed it we needed that to to just just stay in the game i love him playing these four or five minutes even if it it kind of harms aspects like you're rebounding like like you mentioned but he's a fun rebounder and he's just so chaotic i they they're running him a little bit of point guard they're running him a little bit of center it was it was yeah, no, look, he's, he's, he's nice and versatile. And, um, yeah, look, I mean, he certainly doesn't have the skills. He reminds me of guys who I play basketball with um, here in Australia who are, who are football players and they come in and they're very athletic but uh, don't have the technical skills. But, look, he's, he, he really just willed a lot of those rebounds and uh, was just terrific to see that energy. And it sort of flowed on to guys like Dodo. I mean, he wasn't just massive from three, but that – that chase down on Sabonis at the end there was just awesome and really, you know, just when it looked like it could be a big, you know, four-point, five-point point turnaround, um, that that uh, that chase down was uh, was uh, was was fantastic. Yeah, the resiliency, and he's played a part in both comebacks. Like, sort of, I don't want to say he was the spark, but he was on the floor during both of the the start of these comebacks and played key roles, and it's. He just makes an argument for himself in one shape or, or another. And if he's going to hit, you know, he's not taking enough of them for us to really say it. But the, the confidence, hopefully he's building some confidence in these corner threes. And it's just, it's it's really yeah. great to see. Yeah, look, I mean, that's all. I think it just, needs, he needs more reps out there. And I think, you know, some of those challenging situations like tonight, I mean, there's no better experience than learning on the job. So, and uh, look, you know, the other one that uh, that was killing me tonight was the refs. You know, they, I just don't understand these coaches' challenges. Like both of them seem like ter- terrible um, calls in the end. It kind of just had flashed me back to the last episode of Cobra Kai where you see Tory walking in on Silver paying off the refics at Gentry. This time is, you know, still paying <laughs> great the reference. He walks out. Yeah. Spoiler alert, <laughs> but great reference. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But uh, yeah. Um, anyway, that, that that was it from me. I'm just happy to see see the boys grind out the W and uh, you know playing 
playing like crap, you can just find a way and it's different from past years and love the payback for the December loss with that Metu three at the buzzer. So thanks, Kirk. Appreciate you having me out. Yep. Talk soon. All right. Let's fly through some people. Greg, are you still here? Did, uh, did it exit you from the thing? He said he was leaving. All right. I just wanted to try. Um, let's go with Mr. Douglas. What's going on this evening? Hit that unmute button for us again. Give him just a second to see if he can uh, figure it out there. He comes back into the chat. All right, Mr. Douglas, uh, try to come back in and uh, we'll bring you up on stage. Um, Let's go with Jack. Hi, Jack. Welcome. Hey, Kirk. Sorry. What's going on tonight? I was in the middle of dinner while you brought me up. I wasn't exactly prepared. I'm sorry. I I haven't eaten dinner yet myself. That's going to be on. No, no problem. No problem. But um, uh, it's great to it's great to hear from you. But I was just uh, I was just curious what you've been thinking about. Um, so we've been kind of been experimenting with a couple different lineups. You know, obviously Luca was out tonight, so this is not going to be the kind of lineup that we have once we get into the playoffs. But I was curious what you think um, the lineups will look like once, you know, it kind of we get into the playoffs and it kind of cuts down to, you know, the most important um, the most important guys, you know, like so, you know, obviously someone like Josh Green played a really important role tonight. But I was curious if you think um, Kid is going to. uh be interested in playing Josh Green in what, like once the playoffs roll around or, you know, someone like Bertans who, you know, obviously has a very specialized role, what his role might look like once the playoffs roll around. It's, I just think it's an interesting question because we have a lot of guys who, you know, could feasibly play some kind of role, but who, you know, like once, once we tighten the lineup down, there's going to be some guys who probably will be, missing out who have a pretty good argument uh, to get some, to get some minutes. So if you look at kind of how they've been playing their starters, kid is actually riding the starters quite a lot. You know, Brunson, Luca Bullock, those guys are playing a ton of minutes. Dorian Penny Smith always does. So you bring you, so we're assuming most of these guys are healthy, you know, all of them actually. So you get, you, you probably need to fit 48 center minutes between Maxie and Powell and maybe going super small. You play 40 minutes, like you. I mean, how many minutes is it total? It's it's 48 times five. Um, it's like 256 or something like that. Yeah, it's it's. It, however, you get to that number, you're gonna see some minutes from guys that like. You're probably gonna get. Honestly, I do think you you get 10 minutes of Josh Green. I just do. Yeah. I think they have to figure. You know, they they. You look at the lineup right now and you go through the box score. So guys who played tonight that aren't gonna play in the playoffs ever: Frank Nilkina, Trey Burke, Boban Marjanovic, and probably Sterling Brown. So right. that basically leaves you Josh Green, Bertons, Maxi off the bench. That's who you got. Right. We're not very deep. It's the 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 Maxi injury concerns me uh, because it exposes just how few big men that they have. Right. Um, but they're probably you know it's it's probably maintenance that sort of thing. Uh, but you know they might have to go super small. It sort of depends on matchups too. Um, the one you know it's like the. The era of the big man is definitely back because, you know, you're looking at Bo, or not Boban, um, Jokic, you're looking at um, Gobert 
as potential guys that the Mavericks might have to play. Aiton, like the finding a finding a center, like a real functional stretch center for the Mavericks next year has to be like a a a, a like kind of tier two priority for them. But for now, they'll be able to make this work. It's a question of whether can they win a playoff series with it. And I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, and it's, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, I mean, you mentioned Boban as someone who's definitely not going to get minutes, but it's like, he played minutes in the series against the Clippers and there were, there were series or there were stretches where Boban came in and he was like unironically good. Yeah. But it's, the, the problem with Boban is when things, when Boban is in the game, the game centers around Boban. Otherwise, there's no point in having him, both right. offense and defense. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, you know, it's it's just the kind of thing where, you know, I, I think that a game like this that we play without Luka is really interesting from the perspective of it gives us a, a very wide view of what our team is going to look like in the – because I mean, I mean, how many minutes do we expect Luca to play in a playoff series, right? Forty-two I mean, to forty-four. Yeah, I was going to say forty-two, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it gives us, it gives, and I mean, you know, we forty-two out of forty-eight is obviously a lot of minutes, but at the same time, those six minutes that he's not in is that's like, where they got destroyed that, the past two years. That could be the game. Yeah, that could be the game exactly. So it's um. It's interesting because, like, so that's kind of what I'm getting at is, like, the like the game might be centering around Boban in those six minutes. But if if Boban is – if the game is centered around Boban in those six minutes and he manages to keep us, you know, like a minus – just to, like, a minus two or minus four in those minutes, he, like, hits a couple, like, low post shots and doesn't get murdered on defense while while he's in – like, I, I will 100. You, you take that like 10 times out of 10, right? So, it's uh, it's just kind of interesting to think about, and obviously it's completely matchup dependent. But um, it's uh, it's kind of interesting to see a game like this that Luca doesn't play. Um, what kind of to see like what kid is kind of thinking like what we look like without Luca in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where Dor. You know, we've we've talked about this already, but I don't mind doing it again. That's where Spencer is just so important because it takes a little bit of pressure off Brunson, who is just not quite big enough. Right. And, you know, to, for, for, for. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was, yeah, that's really all I had to, all I had to talk about. I just, I just think that's a, that's a fascinating thing to look at going forward. You know, I don't know how many games Luca is going to miss. Um, I don't know, like how, you know, if this toe sprain is really anything or like anything that we worried about or anything like that. But it's just interesting to think about, you know, because like I said, those minutes that Luca might be out in a playoff series, those are, those are going to be big minutes for us. So I think it's, I think it's a good thing to think about. Well, thanks for joining Jack. Enjoy your dinner. Thank you, Kirk. (laughs) All right. Um, I may have to hop off real soon here. So let's try Mr. Douglas again. Hit that unmute button for us, buddy. We want we want to hear your takes. We'll see here. All right, we'll try it again another evening. Um. All right, let's go with Christian. What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing today? 
I'm all right. I may have to pop off real quick here, guys. But uh, let- yeah, no, I, I mean, I appreciate uh, bringing me up. I'll be quick. I think um, one thing that was frustrating me was what, we should have been putting Sabonis in the pick and roll uh, every time to get him working on defense. But at the end of the day, it's a win. Uh, I think everyone really played their part really well. Just um, I just can't remember a time where when we get down 15 or more points that or even 10 or more, I've been as confident that we actually have a chance to win it. Sure. Um, and I think it's a, you know, got to give kid and the coaching staff credit, got to give these players credit. And, you know, I, I, I'm just optimistic in a way. Uh, that I haven't been in a couple of years that we could kind of, you know, compete against anyone and win. I'm not super confident. I'm afraid of every team really in the top four, but I think we have a shot against any of them as well. So um just going to enjoy this win. I'm on the West Coast, so it's a two o'clock game. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, but yeah, just uh, appreciate this team, appreciate the grit, and uh, appreciate you bringing me up, brother. You have a all right, man. Thanks so much for coming up. Um, let's see here. Matt. Hey, Kirk. Thanks so much for bringing me up. I know you're wanting to head out here soon, so I'll just say one quick thing. Um, I I don't know if you watched the Valley Sports uh, uh, broadcast tonight, but um, I swear, I, I kid you not, every time – our guys on the broadcast say, oh, that's going to get turned over. Or uh, like anytime there's a challenge, they're going to say, oh, that's going to get turned over. Oh, that's a, there's no way that's going to stick or whatever. It's always wrong. So I'm just like, y'all just say that the play is going to get challenged and just leave it at that. Because every time you guys say that the call is going to get overturned or changed, it never happens. I love you guys. You guys are so much better than most, um, than most local, um, you know, commentators and all that. Like, I really do love you guys, but just stop because <laughs> it, it keeps happening. Um, but anyway, um, I kind of real quick wanted to get your thoughts on how they guarded Fox uh, later in the fourth quarter. I kind of felt like um, they could have double teamed him quicker um, with him being so hot, uh, scoring 40 plus points. I, today. I, I think the problem there thoughts. is he is a terrible jump shooter and simply had one of the games of his life. So it's like it is, you're just you're some point, but he just never really did. And then when they did double him, he kind of shit the bed. I mean, that was key down in those final five minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like we kind of held them pretty good in that last five minutes. Um, definitely happy I was able to come on for a maps party and not a, a maps therapy. Um, the cool thing about this being at four o'clock, that Luby's hour that you like to call it. Um, is that I actually get to hop onto these because most of the time they're super late and uh, I don't want to wake my wife up because that's a good thing not to do. So, uh, right. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, um, I'll go ahead and uh, jump off. Thanks so much for bringing me up. Uh, big fan of everything you guys do. All right. Thanks, Matt. Talk soon. All right. Josh, you're going to close this out of here. My, and my wife still hasn't called me to tell me I'm, I'm – putting the kid to bed. So, so you were going to be able to finish up before my wife yells at me. Yes, sir. I was just, uh, I was going to be real quick. I was watching 
some Spencer Dinwiddie tape over the past couple of games, and I had a question that I knew you were the person to ask. So whenever I see Spencer, he, he likes to attack that mid-range jumper sometimes. Does he give you Sean Livingston vibes? Like, I know maybe it's a bit. He's a big big guard, no ACLs. I guess I guess there's kind of an easy comparison there, but I don't know. I just see that's that's what I see from him a lot. I I you know, Livingston had such an interesting career. I think the the sort of short game, like it reminds me of like golf to a degree of things he's able to do within like 15 feet is, is a pretty, it's a pretty fun comp. Um, a couple of people have recommended like late, like, like Mavericks era, Nick Van Exel, like that one too, even though those two guys' body types are very different. I like the size thing that you're talking about. Cause, cause Livingston was a big guard and there aren't that many big point guards in the NBA anymore. Most of them are in the, you know, six, four ish range and built like Westbrook and whatnot. There's, you know, Luke is arguably the biggest one, but I know people kind of waffle as to what to qualify him. But yeah, I, I, I do like the Livingston comp. I think that's fun. For sure. And the uh, last thing before, before I know, you, you know, you're trying to get out of here, but, uh, Josh Green, man, I, I definitely think he should get a little bit of burn in the playoffs because he can come in and change your energy. Me and Adam were talking about it in the chat earlier, and I definitely see a place for him in the playoff rotation. It might be very small and not that big, but the cha- the thing is is that he can come in and do a lot of different things for you. And, as, and the things he does for us is a lot of things that we need and can't really find a lot of other people to do it. And he doesn't make a lot of bad mistakes for a guy his age. I I, I agree with this because it's in playoff series you need moments. Um, who is our guy Brewer out of out of Florida was key for the Mavericks in that game two against the Lakers, um, or maybe it was game one where they were just getting blown off the floor and he came in and changed the pace. Talking the about games. Corey Brewer. Mavericks play so slow. What's talking that? about Corey Brewer? Corey Brewer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and no. the pace that like, like sometimes you just need those little momentum shifts and the Mavericks plays a damn slow. Sometimes his sort of like full tilt play gets him going in ways that I. For sure. I appreciate you bringing me up, man. Uh, you and the wife have a great night. I'm going to get off. Thanks, and go to, you can go sleep. Talk soon. Talk soon. All right, guys, we'll be back. Monday night. I'll probably record something tomorrow to go up on Monday. We'll see. Everyone, thanks for uh, making this uh, fun and enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Be sure if you're still wanting more Mavs content, there's a number of dudes out there that like to run spaces. Um, let's see here. There's a uh, Mavs fan for life. Landon Thomas runs one every now and again. I know the Mavs, uh, my, my favorite named blog, Mavs Film Room. Uh, runs one shout out to guys who don't do any film room calling yourself Mavs film room congratulations but they run one too so if you still want to listen to folks go do that all right uh have a great weekend and we will talk soon bye guys